For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. Proposals for what's been described as the biggest shake-up of the private rented sector in 30 years have been released by the government. The Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities has issued plans for the sector, which it said will redress the balance between landlords and private tenants in England. The proposal includes a pledge to outlaw no-fault evictions where landlords can end tenancies without giving a reason. There's also new rules making it easier to own a pet in rented accommodation and a doubled notice period for rent increases. But what impact could these changes have on the rental market and can they really redress the balance between landlords and tenants? First up, let's get a landlord's perspective on this. Joining me now is Ben Beadle, Chief Executive of the National Residential Landlords Association. So, Ben, having looked at the details, what do you make of these proposals? So, I mean, you know, landlords may well look at this and think there's a, a mixed bag, but I think uh, it was probably always going to be. The clue's in the title, Renters Reform. This isn't about reforming things for landlords. This is about reforming things for tenants. So I think, you know, there's a few things in there that will raise landlords' eyebrows. I think the vast majority of things landlords can can deal with, but it is a big shake-up. You know, it's a revolutionary move for, for the sector in a way that we haven't seen for, you know, certainly in my lifetime. Um, uh, but if there's one thing I know about the sector and, and, and landlords is that they are are resilient. So they will, will moan a lot about it, but they will, uh, I'm sure, get on with it. And those that don't feel that they can stomach that journey will exit the sector. And I think that's just, you know, a word of caution, I think. You know, the private rented sector is seeing a lot of regulation. It's seeing punitive taxation. It's the least subsidised sector and landlords contribute £3.6 billion to the economy. Um, If landlords don't have confidence uh, about the detail that underpins the white paper, then we could be in trouble because there's nothing in the white paper itself that seeks to address either cost of living or supply uh, of housing. And we're we're in a housing crisis at the moment. And, you know, it's it's a question of how far can landlords be squeezed before they start to exit the sector. And I think a key part of this that the department is pushing is the removal of no-fault evictions. How positive a move is that? And what would you say are some of the other positive changes put forward? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, this isn't a new announcement. This is like Groundhog Day. You know, government have been banging on about no-fault evictions for three or four years. 
They've now set out in vague detail how that's going to work. But it's worth reminding ourselves, 8% of all tenancies are ended by the landlord. So 92% of tenants are choosing to end their tenancy in some way. So, you know, Section 21 is not only a minority of cases, but also I'm not sure I fully accept the term no fault because we have a crisis within our court system. Government have recognised that in the white paper, by the way, in terms of promising to improve resolving disputes and also length of time that it takes to remove a tenant. It's currently about 12 months, which is far too long. And essentially, just because you don't have to give a reason doesn't mean there isn't a reason. But I accept that you know some tenants may well feel at risk of the threat of eviction. And what I would say to landlords listening is that the government have set out NRLA plans or lobbying. We were lobbying on this point, by the way, for clear and comprehensive grounds for repossession where there is a legitimate reason. So significant rent arrears, mandatory ground, persistent rent arrears, mandatory ground, landlords wishing to sell, mandatory ground. Landlord wishing to move back in or their family wishing to move back in, mandatory ground. The last two, two months notice after an initial period of six months. So at first sight, that covers a lot of the things that landlords would be worried about and arguably using Section 21 for. Because although, as I say, there is no need to give a reason, it is a more streamlined process, which is why people have preferred to use it. And he touched on the prospect of this new ombudsman to come in to hopefully settle disputes quicker and at a smaller cost. That's got to be a good thing. Are you confident it'll live up to expectations? That is something that's a tangible benefit for both landlord and and tenants. Sometimes the intervention of a third party to resolve disputes, you know, moves things along. And so we are all for low cost dispute resolution, particularly given the court system's broken at the moment. And also, you know, we want to sustain tenancies. If there is the opportunity to resolve, you know, something that's got slightly out of hand, convoluted or whatever, then we think that this is a good and positive intervention. But it can't be in place of a court system that works uh, for its users and delivers justice swiftly. So they're in the same basket. We're pleased to see that. But we want to see wider reform of the court service as the government has promised. And at the start, you mentioned that there are some things you think landlords are likely to moan about. Are there any proposals that you describe as unfair for landlords? Well, there's certainly the sort of change in um, uh, framework. So uh, at the moment, we are used to fixed term tenancies. You know, you enter into a fixed six or 12 month term and then you renew it or you trundle along until someone gives notice. What the government is proposing with the white paper is that the fixed term tenancy, the assured shorthold tenancy and the uh, assured tenancy fall by the wayside. And you simply start with a periodic tenancy from the outset. And that can be ended by the tenant uh, by giving two months notice. And I think what landlords will be concerned about is having operated in an environment where you you know, sign your tent up for a fixed period. Psychologically, you know, you're thinking about, okay, well, that's done for the next year, right? This will be a different way of looking at it. What I would say is the average tenancy length is knocking on for four and a half years in the private rented sector. I don't think 
the tenants are going to suddenly change their habit and move in and bugger off after two months. I, I just don't see that happening. I see it happening in a small number of cases and landlords will be irritated about that. But the, the other thing is that we that, that the government is assuming that there's like a, a brochure of or menu of, of available properties that tenants can just sort of swan off to. And you and I know better. You know, we've got a, a very, very competitive market at the moment. So it's slightly fanciful, I think, to think that there is a, a glut of properties out there. There isn't. We're in the middle of a housing crisis. We have a dreadful shortage of properties. So I think that, um, you know, that we need to see how that pans out. And the government has said this is all about redressing the balance between landlords and tenants. Would you say the white paper achieves that? I think that landlords would argue that a lot of things are in the tenants' favour before the white paper came out. I think what we can all agree upon is that there is a small subsector of the private rented sector that gives everybody a bad name and is forcing government to act. And, you know, I think government isn't necessarily recognising that the vast, vast majority of landlords do a very, very good job, treat their tenants right, and tenants have a good experience when they're with them. They are potentially taking a sledgehammer to crack a nut. There isn't really a a difference between those two audiences. But, you know, when you've got one in five uh, homes in the private rented sector not meeting a safety standard then I think that probably is too high. So I think government just needs to make sure that those landlords that are doing a good job do feel loved, do, you know, see a part to play in the private rented sector. And that, in fairness, comes across in the white paper for me. You know, the language in the white paper is far more conciliatory than we saw in the press release, which was antagonistic, headline grabbing. The underlying document is is far more balanced. And I think, you know, we do need to see balance as this plays out and as the underlying legislation is developed. Let's take a break now. Stay there for part two, where we'll be getting the renter's perspective. In the last couple of decades, the number of people living in the private rent sector has doubled. So it's really good to see the government taking this seriously. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Livy Ellsmore from the Renters Reform Coalition joins me now to go through these new proposals. First of all, Livy, what's your immediate response to the changes being put forward? Our immediate response is, first of all, I think it's very important to welcome that this is happening at all. It's been a good few years since the government first said that it was going to take action on no-fault evictions in the private rented sector. So we're just really glad to see this happening And a big part of what we're saying in response is just urging the government to push this forward and bring a bill to Parliament and make sure that this happens in terms of legislation. We are hoping to examine these proposals with our coalition in more detail 
to give a really fulsome response. But um, at the moment, we believe that a lot of the measures that were proposed will help private renters. And for some areas, the devil really will be in the detail. And we'll need a bit more detail to understand how some of these proposals are going to work in practice. And it does seem to be aimed at renters specifically and improving conditions for them. Do you think most people renting will be happy with these changes? From what we've seen so far, obviously, we don't we don't fully know exactly what form these proposals will take when they they come through to the bill stage as they are. I think there's some stuff that could really help private renters in terms of evictions, of, of not having that threat hanging over their head of a Section 21 no-fault eviction. The government have looked as well, which we're grateful for, at how to drive up the quality of the homes that renters are living in. This is really important. If those proposals go to plan, then I think that will make a really fundamental difference to the lives of many renters across the country. The detail is really with whether some of those more lower income or more vulnerable groups of renters will get to reap the rewards of these changes. And again, I think whether that is the case or not will will really come down to the detail. And some of the measures are quite freeing for people renting, such as the proposal for a new sort of rolling contract instead of fixed term ones. Yeah, How so could that be beneficial? We are, as the Renters Reform Coalition, we are a big supporter of tenancies of contracts that are not fixed. We think that fixed term contracts often lead to a lot of insecurity, which means that renters of all backgrounds, really, from young people starting out in their lives through to older people and families, means that they can't plan for the future. Um, so we're really in favour of uh, of contracts where renters can stay as long as they need to, providing that there's nothing seriously wrong, but also give them the flexibility, should their circumstances change, to move on with giving appropriate notice to landlords. So that's something that we've been campaigning on for a while now. So we're looking forward to analysing these proposals in more detail and and really would like the government to, to take forward some meaningful tenancy reform. And it's been described by the government as the biggest shake-up of the rental sector for 30 years. Does it feel as substantial as it sounds? Well, I think um, from what we've seen, this is definitely a big moment and something that people who have campaigned on these issues for a long time and the renters living in the private rental sector should feel positive about um, and should welcome. This is a big day, as you say, and as the government has said, it's been a long time since we've had any meaningful reforms to the private rental sector. And meanwhile, um, in the last couple of decades, the number of people living in the private rental sector has doubled. So it's really good to see the government taking this seriously. And there are examples sometimes of quite fractious relationships between tenants and landlords. What do you think is needed to sort of repair that stereotype relationship? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that, you know, for the most part, I'm I'm sure many of the organisations you speak to would, would say similar. For the most part, lots of renters have had good experiences with their landlords. Many have also had bad experiences. And obviously, there's a a wealth of experiences in between. I think that largely landlords are not kind of angry about renters and want to work together to make this experience as good as possible. Um, but of course, I'll leave it to the to the landlords to 
to share their side of the story too. I think some of the measures that are proposed in the white paper could be really useful to grow trust between both sides and particularly for renters, having a property portal to understand more about the homes that they're renting or looking to rent and increasing the regulation of landlords will be a really good way to help renters trust their landlords and their potential landlords. And I I hope as well on a personal level that um, landlords will see that with this regulation and when things are clearer and more secure for renters, that they'll also benefit from it as well. That's all from The Leader. There's more news and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.